0: What's up, it's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Podcast Intro, and you are listening to Chair Shots to the Cranium. Hey everyone, this is Stephen Goforth. Welcome back to another episode of Chair Shots to the Cranium. I have a lot of things that are bouncing around in my cranium this week that I cannot wait to talk about. Before I jump into all that, let me remind you to go to our website, Chair Shots to the Cranium.com. Again, Chair Shots to the Cranium.com to relive a lot of past episodes and interviews and also to experience some really cool links that I have on the website that of course are wrestling related and you don't want to miss that. So again, go check that out. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel and also go follow us on social media. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is Chair2Cranium. Chair2Cranium on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find all the latest happenings in professional wrestling. If If the big news hits, It's being posted on Chair 2 Cranium. Again, Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. And also, subscribe to us on the major platforms that you can listen to this podcast. Wherever you're listening at. Whether it's Apple, whether it's Google Play, whether it's Spotify, whether it's SoundCloud. Go subscribe to us and leave us that five-star rating. That helps tremendously with getting Chair Shots to the Cranium out there for the rest of the wrestling fans to listen to. And your feedback is always tremendously appreciated. Let me tell you something. This is why I do what I do. I want to interact with you guys. I'm a fan just as much as you guys are, if not more so sometimes. I want to talk to you. I want to interact with you. I want to hear from you. And I want to, see, I want to know what your reviews are of this podcast. So go leave the ratings. And it helps, again, more than you can possibly imagine. So thank you very much for your consideration on that. And I thank you for pushing that play button wherever you are. It's also tremendously appreciated because without you, I'm not here. I don't know. I'm here to entertain you guys, and uh, I enjoy doing it. And I also enjoy talking about professional wrestling. So I cannot thank you enough. Also, make sure you go check out OneWrestling.com. OneWrestling.com is the best news site on the Internet and probably the longest-running, one of the longest-running wrestling news sites out there. Mr. Bill Apter is a tremendous person and he has helped me tremendously with my podcast. So thank you to Mr. Bill Apter. Thank you to OneWrestling.com for putting this out there for the world to hear. Again, go check out OneWrestling.com. Mr. After has a lot of fantastic interviews that he puts on the YouTube channel as well. And uh, also his reviews and his thoughts on pay-per-views and other things that are happening in the world of professional wrestling. There's no one like Mr. Bill After. He is the man, and uh, I don't know where wrestling would be without Bill After. So thank you, Mr. After. Thank you, Bill, for all the things you do for the world of professional wrestling and for myself. All right, it's time for the Cranium Correspondence. Here we go. All right, everybody. Cranium correspondence time. A lot of things that are bouncing around in my cranium this week that I want to get out, want to talk about. Some things that really excite me, some things that really irritate me. Uh, But as you know, uh, I like to deliver what I'm talking about uh, intensely, like a cheer shots to the cranium. I don't like to hold back. And uh, I'm going to talk about some things that uh, need to be talked about, in my opinion. And you're going to agree, you're going to disagree, but hey, you know what? That's life. You know, there's going to be things that... uh, we say and do in this world that not everybody agrees on. And that's okay. It's okay to have a difference of opinions. If you agree with what I'm going to say today, if you disagree with what I'm going to say, I want to hear from you. Let's talk about it. Because, hey, that's the way to go about it. You know, we talk about things. If you disagree with me, if I disagree with you, we talk about it respectfully. And we we all get along. And uh, there's a lot of things going on out there in the world of social media. In the podcast world where people say some things and and uh, it's maybe not the right way to go about it. And uh, I'm going to kind of expand upon that a little bit as we get into the show today. So let's kick things off with what we did this past weekend. Friday night, Anderson, South Carolina, Universal Championship Wrestling, UCWTV.com. UCWTV.com is the website to go check out to learn more about Universal Championship Wrestling. A fantastic show. And Anderson, myself, Addison, and also Tony Crescenzo, who's on staff with Chair Shots to the Cranium. Tony is a tremendous help to me. Thank you, Tony, for everything that you do for Chair Shots to the Cranium. We're at uh, all of these shows together. Addison did a fantastic job, as as usual. Uh, She actually got involved with uh, some of the production of the show, and she's always thrilled to do so. But Universal Championship Wrestling, if you've listened to my my podcast in the past, you've you've heard me talk about them, you know my close affiliation with that company, and you know how much I think about them, you know how, how excited I get when I talk about UCW. But this past show in Anderson was another great one. There was huge names on the card, such as Carlito, Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner, and The Barbarian. Let me tell you something about the Barbarian. I had one of those uh, moments. It, it's that, that bucket list moment. You can go ahead and check it off in terms of uh, wrestling bucket lists. The Barbarian was in a hardcore match, and it was a wonderful match as always, defending his hardcore championship. His opponent was leading him around the ring to take various chops from people around the uh, around the ringside area, referees, fans, you name it. So he's being led around to the corner of the ring where I'm located. I'm taking pictures there, and I get the I'm given the proposition to just lay a chop across the chest of the barbarian, and this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? So I'm not going to turn this one down. So I put my camera aside, rear back, and absolutely laid a hellacious chop onto the chest of the barbarian. Stung a little bit, I have to admit, and uh, man, it was it was it awesome. It was great. Never in a million years did I ever think watching the Barbarian as a kid, I'm gonna to get to chop this man across the chest, like Ric Flair. What a great moment that was. Never in a million years did I ever think I was gonna be able to chop the barbarian and it happened. So I really enjoyed that. They put on a great hardcore match. The Barbarian retained his title. Other great names that were there. The new age villains. You may not have heard of these guys. I'm gonna talk about names you've never like who? Who are these people? You need to find out who they are. You need to go to ucwtv.com, look them up, learn more about these guys because they're fantastic. The New Age Villains took on Team Fearless. Team Fearless, the UCW Tag Team Champions. the Scotty Matthews and Lodi, they defended their titles successfully. You got guys like Hoss. Hoss is 6'3", 465, and he can move. The man is quick for a guy that size. They had the Carolina Cup going on. North and South Carolina guys competing in a Battle Royal. And Billy Buck come out the winner on that. Billy Buck's a great talent. You need to look him up as well. Other guys, such as Tony Duncan. I was really impressed with Tony Duncan. He got in there, put on a a heck of a show, had some great moves, had a good look about him. So go check out Tony Duncan. Of course, Stan, the man Lee, was on hand. Elijah Proctor. Elijah Proctor is another name. If you've not heard of him, go look him up. He's wonderful, and also we had guys such as Lucky Ali and Neil Koloff who were on the show, and I, I can't say enough great things about all of the performers at UCW. Take the time to go look them up to learn more about Universal Championship Wrestling, and then learn more about all the guys that I mentioned to you. I know you're, you're listening to this, like I said earlier, and you're like you have no clue what I'm talking about or who I'm talking about, but that is the beauty. of of independent wrestling because there are guys that you hadn't heard of and guys that you need to know of, and you need to go look them up. You need to support them because they could be the future of this business. Of course, you had Carlito there defending his universal heavyweight championship, and he did it successfully. And big pop pump Scott Steiner there with uh, his freaks in hand and took care of business as well. Pictures can be seen on my Instagram page, chair 2 Cranium and also my Facebook page, and also on ucwtv.com. Those pictures will be up really soon. Go to that website. Go to the photo section. You can also see photos of past shows there, but make sure you go check that out. It should be up this week. Universal Championship Wrestling is just fantastic. I can't say enough good things about them. Ron Gossett, its owner, takes pride in professional wrestling, They mix the old school with the new school and uh, it's extremely entertaining. So kudos to Ron Gossett for another great show. Kudos to the talent of Universal Championship Wrestling. They should be back in Anderson, South Carolina come January. Do what you can to get a ticket to that show. If you go to their website, like I've mentioned before, you'll find out when those tickets go on sale. And whatever you do, wherever you are, make a point to get there because you will not be disappointed in the wrestling that you experience with Universal Championship Wrestling. Okay, so now it is time to swing my chair at the Survivor Series. I think a lot of good things took place at Survivor Series, but then there were some things that took place and you're kind of left scratching your head as to what the heck just happened or what's going on right now. Let's talk about some of the good things that went on at Survivor Series Keith Lee really stood out to me. This man is legit. I like everything I see about Keith Lee. Keith Lee, of course, being with NXT. I got to see him in, in, in live and in person at one of the shows, and I was thoroughly impressed with him and his ability to entertain the crowd, not just with his in-ring skills, but also with his mic skills. Keith Lee is definitely somebody to keep your eye on, and I think if the... Things continue down the path that they're on right now. I think Keith Lee could be a really big star for WWE one day. Um, Other things that kind of jumped to my mind, love the addition of NXT. Uh, I was actually glad they won the Survivor Series matches. Uh, I think they end up with a total of four victories over SmackDown's two victories and Raw's one. Don't hold me to that. I may be wrong on that, but that's pretty doggone close. Regardless, NXT come out on top of their Survivor Series. But certainly that brings a lot more attention to the NXT brand, which you can watch every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Cent- I'm sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on the USA channel. But you can just tell the fans were so into the NXT product, they're so into the NXT wrestlers, the chance that they were doing. And if you haven't had a chance to really sit down and watch NXT, and I've said this before, you really need to take time to do that. And Again, I love the fact that they're involved in Survivor Series because it forced some of those fans who have not taken the time to sit down and watch NXT to see what they have to offer, to see how the fans react differently when they are in the ring. And when I say act differently, it's it's how they respond to the moves, how they chant the names of the wrestlers, how they chant certain things after moves are done or while they're coming to the ring. All of those things... Or what defined NXT and the fan base. And to see that mixed in with the Raw and SmackDown talent was outstanding. So I was really pleased with how NXT came off. I was really glad that they were able to take the Survivor Series championship, if you want to call it that, and and winning most of those matches. So let me, let me dive into that a little bit. What I don't like about the Survivor Series is there's really nothing on the line. Now, if you remember back several years ago, the authority angle that took place at the 2014 Survivor Series, there was actually something on the line in that match where the authority was going to take over if they won that match. And that really made me get invested into that Survivor Series match. I would love for WWE to do something Different and to put something on the line if a brand comes out the winner. Now, what that is, I don't know off the top of my head. Let's say they get extra draft picks at the draft next year. Let's say they get a nice big trophy. Trophies are okay, but you know people forget about them. Maybe the champions of the of the brand that wins gets to pick the stipulation of their next title defense. Something. Just come up with something creative. I'm just throwing some stuff out there. I'm pulling out thin air here. But my point here is, have something on the line. Because I really feel like that would engage the fans more. Because whoever wins this, who cares? do well, they get nothing. They get some bragging rights. So what? Bragging rights are, are great in the beginning. It's great for that, that uh, first episode after the pay-per-view. Yeah, they get to come on uh, on television and brag about the fact that they won... The Survivor Series matches. whoop de doo Again, figure out something that will engage the fans into the Survivor Series matches. Put something on the line to make people want to tune in to watch not only the pay-per-view, but to watch for weeks to come after that. I mean... It's a build-up to a a storyline. It's a a way to lead us into WrestleMania, possibly, which is only, what, three, four, five months away, which is nothing these days because time goes by so quickly. So you get my point. Put something on the line. I think it would make it so much more entertaining. Let me talk about Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey Mysterio comes out there looking like Doink the Clown, I thought, his. don't get me wrong, I think the, the, the ring gear was different. I thought it was outstanding. Maybe uh, a tribute to the Joker, possibly, was where he was going with that. But man, the first thing I thought about was Doink the Clown when he came out there. And I posted that on uh, on my Instagram page and also Facebook and Twitter if you did not see that. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it, just, it was comical, to say the least. And wasn't expecting that. I thought his match with Brock Lesnar was very pleasing. I thought that Uh, Getting uh, Dominic involved was uh, really cool, and uh, having him hit the double 619, that was fantastic, and also hitting the frog splash from the top, both of them, and then doing the double cover on Brock. uh, There for a split second, I thought that was it. I thought we are going to get a new champion, and what I predicted in Rey Mysterio defeating Brock Lesnar was going to come true, but unfortunately it did not, and uh, Brock Lesnar retained. But overall, I I was very pleased with the match. It was much, much better than I thought it was going to be. Bray Wyatt and those red lights need to go away. They really do. Uh, I cannot stand to sit there and watch that match looking at that red screen the whole time. It does something to my eyes. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way. If I'm not, please comment. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what your thoughts are on those freaking red lights during that match. Man, is that annoying. I mean, I can understand maybe the first part of the match, but then put the lights back to normal. And I get what they're doing. It's, it does add a little bit of an effect to the Bray Wyatt Fiend character. I get it. I understand it. I know why they do it. But, man, it's just annoying. Please do away with those red lights, for God's sakes. I'm begging of you. It's just it's awful. And then the main event. The main event uh, was a little flat. I thought it was flat from the very beginning uh, with Shayna Baszler and um, Becky Lynch and Bailey, I had predicted Bailey winning. Addison predicted Becky Lynch winning. And, of course, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler comes out on top. That was a pleasant surprise. I like Shayna Baszler. I like what she brings to the ring. I like what she brings to NXT. I'm looking forward to what she may bring to Raw or SmackDown if she makes that move over there. And um, But just the overall match itself, I was not too impressed with. I just didn't think it was a match that needed to end the show. Um, the way it did. And from reports that are circulating out there, if they're true, I don't know. But Vince didn't seem to be... Vince McMahon did not seem to be too impressed with it either. So other than that, I thought the show was good. I wouldn't say it was great, but I think it was good. And um, let's see uh, where things go from here. Uh, Like I said, Keith Lee really stood out to me. Uh, I have a whole new respect for Keith Lee now and how he... um, He earned the respect, I think, not only of myself, but maybe even you that's listening. And I can't wait to see more great things out of Keith Lee. The other thing that really stood out to me was the Undisputed Era. I think no matter what kind of match the Undisputed Era is associated with, it's going to be a great match. Those guys know how to grab your attention. They know how to keep your attention. They know how to put on a great wrestling match and tell a fantastic story in the ring. I thought Adam Cole's match and his uh, NXT title defense against Pete Dunne was definitely a match that could be up for match of the year. Those guys brought the dang house down as far as I'm concerned. But when you look at the undisputed area, when you look at Bobby Fish, when you look at Roderick Strong, when you look at Kyle O'Reilly, those guys just they take it to another level. And and that can and that's undisputed. No, no pun intended. It really is. I mean, there there's nobody, in my opinion, there's no stable of wrestlers by any means that can compare to them. And in my opinion, again, this is all my opinion. This is why I'm here and why I'm doing this. I feel like they are some of the best wrestlers in the ring today. Bar none. If you agree or disagree, let me hear about it. Let me Let me know why you think that would be the case, that they're not some of the best in the business today. Because... I have a a strong feeling you're going to have a really difficult time making an argument against that. When you really sit down and you watch their matches, because when you watch their matches, you walk away from it 100% satisfied with the outcome. 100% got your money's worth by watching their matches. I love them. I think they're fantastic. Can't wait to see what happens with Undisputed Era in the future. And uh, just really excited the fact that I can witness this stable of wrestlers Emerge as some of the best in the world and could be looked upon in the future as some of the best that ever existed. So, can't say enough good things about it. I could go on all day about Undisputed Era. That's how I feel about it. So yesterday, Corey Graves came out and made some comments. He tweeted some comments about Mauro Ranallo and I had a real big issue with it. I felt like I understand that, you know, uh, Corey Graves has his opinions like I have my opinions, but I feel like there is a way of going about things. Like I mentioned earlier in my opening statements, I feel like you can have an opinion about somebody, but how you call that person out and the things you say, you know, needs to be thought out a little bit more instead of going on social media and blasting somebody, especially a coworker, for God's sakes, and doing it that way. Could this all be a work? Quite possibly. It could just be a swerve to get us talking about um, these two gentlemen. Who knows? But I'm going to read you the tweet if you haven't seen it already. So Corey Graves goes on yesterday and tweets out, Just for the record, guys, I know you wouldn't know it, but there's actually a WWE Hall of Famer and a former Ring of Honor champion on commentary. I'd imagine they have a lot to offer. So basically what he's getting at here is, that Morrow was dominating the mic. It's hard for these these other two to get a word in edge wise, and a little bit uh, just casting some shade on Morrow. I like Morrow. I think Morrow is wonderful. I love his commentary, his excitement, his enthusiasm. And I've said this before, just brings a whole other element to NXT. It makes me want to watch the match. It makes me engage into the matches. I get far more excited about what's going on because of his commentary. Is he over the top sometimes? Of course he is. Maybe too much sometimes. But that's okay. It's not constant. And the fact that he is over the top sometimes is what makes him compelling. Think about some of the other great announcers of the past. Think about how excited JR would get sometimes. JR is the man. He is what everyone wants to be in terms of commentary and professional wrestling or compare against because he's the voice of professional wrestling. Sometimes he would lose his shit and he would get really excited. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. So whatever Corey Graves, and I like Corey Graves. Let me let me back up here for a second. I like Corey Graves. There's a lot of times I'll be watching when he was on Raw, and of course now on SmackDown, I'm watching, he makes a comment, and I laugh out loud. And he brings so much to that commentary table, and I like him. I just do not approve of him going on social media and, and saying what he said. If you got a problem with Morrow, go talk to him personally. Go to his face. Go tell him face-to-face. And that's kind of piggybacking on what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. There are things that we're all going to disagree on. There are opinions that we're going to have about people and about events. And social media sometimes becomes just this awful place because people like to be negative. People like to hide behind their devices post things and sometimes even even using fake accounts to post up because they don't want to catch heat using their real account and that is completely uncalled for. if it goes back to the saying that you you know you've probably heard if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all uh, yeah that could that could reign true here. but I also understand there are times that you need to tell somebody how you feel or you do disagree with something so strongly that you need to get it out. How about going to that person face to face? All right. Or if you can't go face to face with that person, how about doing it with a little little thing called respect? I think that's something that a lot of people have forgotten about respect. You know, respect in how you treat people, respect in how you talk towards people. Because, you know, when we leave this earth, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have is the respect that we have earned, okay, and how people view us. You know, I try, I'm not perfect by any means, but I try my very best to say and do things to other people that are going to make a positive difference in their life. And also trying to be as honest as I can. But the times that I have to be honest and it may hurt someone's feelings, I try to do that in a way that is still respectful, that still has that other person's best interest at heart. Now, all that being said, social media can be very toxic at times. Just think about what you're getting ready to say. What would you say and how would you say if that person was sitting right across from you? If you looked up from your device and you saw that person staring you in the eye, would you say that exact same thing that you're tweeting? I don't think that you would. Just think about it. You know, spread love, spread kindness don't spread negativity hatred bitterness ugliness in your words it's just uncalled for so especially when it's a co-worker you know i think that uh i think morrow took it a little personal he took down his his twitter account don't blame the guy i'm sure he was embarrassed by it Uh, i'm sure that maybe he and Corey graves will talk this out i certainly hope that they do but again, the whole point and the whole message behind this is just watch how we say things in social media, and um, you know, try to be kind for once. Even if there's times that you know you, you want to lash out at somebody, you want to really tell somebody how you what you think of them, you want to be better, uh, you really want to lay into them. Trust me, that that happens to me a lot. But then at the end of the day, how are you going to really feel about yourself by going that route? Some of you may say, "Hey, I'll feel great." I told that person what I felt about them, and that's just the way it is. Okay, so be it. There's nothing wrong with telling somebody how you feel, and there's nothing wrong with telling somebody your opinion of, of, of them or something that they're doing or something that they're not doing that you think they should be doing. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But do it with a little more kindness. Do it with a little more respect. Do it with a little more tactfulness, and don't do it in a cowardly way And to me, doing it over social media is somewhat cowardly. Think about this for a second. Words can be very easily misinterpreted. There's no emotion behind words. There's no facial expression behind words. Words that you may read in an email, words you may read in a text message, words that you may read over social media. It may come off completely different through the words than it would if you were actually standing there making the comment with a little bit of expression behind your voice and on your face. So that's what I'm talking about. Just be careful about what you're saying to people and how you're saying it through your words because words can be misinterpreted. Corey Graves might not have meant anything ugly by what he said at all. He may have just been saying it in a very... uh, comical way or a very lighthearted way in a teasing manner uh, tomorrow, but it come off in his words as being rude, hateful, disrespectful, whatever you want to call that. So again, I've gone off on a long tangent here. Forgive me. Social media, let's use it for good. Let's not use it for bad. That's my whole point. All right, let me talk about Priscilla Kelly. Have you ever heard of Priscilla Kelly? Priscilla Kelly made her debut at MLW as Spider Lady uh, this past weekend. She is a great talent out there in professional wrestling. Priscilla actually wrestled for Universal Championship Wrestling. I did an interview with Priscilla. Of course, she was famously, uh, famously known for her uh, tampon um, gimmick spot, however you want to call that, uh, not long ago on the indie ranks, and some people uh, strongly disagreed with that, and some didn't have an issue with it. But I saw she caught my eye in the news this past weekend and debuting for MLW. I really like Priscilla Kelly. I think she has a lot to offer professional wrestling. And uh, if you have not had a chance to check her out, please do so. And also go check out our interview uh, or the interview I did with her in the archives at cheershots to the cranium.com. You won't be disappointed. She was a fantastic person to talk to. I greatly enjoyed it. Priscilla Kelly, keep her on your radar. I think she's going to do some great things. The AEW and NXT ratings war. I'm really enjoying this. If you follow me on social media, you see that every single week I try to update you on who won the ratings war for Wednesday night. This past Wednesday, NXT finally took the victory. Eight weeks head to head, and NXT defeated AEW for the first time. Going head to head, NXT drew in 916,000 viewers compared to AEW's 893,000. So, congratulations to NXT for taking the victory this past week. AEW holds an 8 to 1, I'm sorry, a 7 to 1 lead in that battle. I'm really enjoying it. It's bringing me back to the Monday Night Wars, uh, which I tremendously missed. And I will say this, in watching those uh, those shows, I, I find that I, I have a hard time getting into NXT on Wednesday nights. I love AEW. I have not been disappointed by a show yet, And but NXT, there's just something different about watching them at full sale as opposed to watching them during a takeover pay-per-view. When I watch a takeover pay-per-view, my eyes are glued to it, and i um, always walking away from that show tremendously impressed and happy but there's just something about the full sale environment that i have not really gotten into i don't i don't i don't want to say it's because it's a a smaller scale i just think for some reason it's different in terms of the fans because that's one thing that i do love about nxt is the way the fans get into it and I don't want that to be misinterpreted. I know the fans get into it uh, at full sweat, at full sale. I know that uh, they're very enthusiastic. They still do their chants. I don't know. I I don't know how to describe it other than it's it's not a takeover. And I know the difference between the two is that a takeover is in a, in a large arena and then uh, NXT on Wednesday nights is not. But I, regardless of that, I really like this Wednesday night war thing. I can't wait to tune in every week I have going on one device and and uh or AEW on one device, NXT on the other. Uh, could not be happier with it. But let me know if you think the same. Is it something about watching NXT at full sale that just doesn't seem as exciting to you? Maybe I'm the only one that feels this way. If I'm not, comment. Let me let me hear from you. Let me tell you something else that I do not find exciting anymore, and I hate to say this, and I'm not trying to be a negative nelly. I'm really not. I'm just being honest. but I'm trying to do it in a respectful manner. Tongue in cheek. All right, so Raw, Monday nights. Who else out there is just getting bored with Raw on Monday nights? Who else out there, if you're listening to this, you just don't look forward to Raw like you used to? Maybe that first opening segment, and then after that, it's all downhill from there. Especially the third hour that we've heard so many other people talk about. I love the fact that AEW and NXT and SmackDown, they're two-hour shows. Obviously, Raw is a three-hour show because it has something to do with their agreement with the USA Network. They need to find some way to do away with the third hour. I think if we scale Raw back to two hours... Start at eight o'clock end at ten o'clock, or start at nine o'clock and end at eleven o'clock. However, you want to do it. Back in the old days, it started at nine ended at eleven. They could get a little edgier once they got past that nine o'clock hour. Whatever content you want to do to deliver to us fans, just pick whatever time frame you want to do it and stick to two hours. Uh, I, it's, it's really disappointing to me because I I want to look forward to Raw. I want to be excited about Monday nights again, but honestly, I'm not. I, and, and it used to be that. When eight o'clock hit, that television had to be on. I needed to be see. I needed to see what was going on in that opening segment because that kind of sets you up for the rest of the show. But uh, again, just just not feeling it. I don't know what needs to happen, um, but it's disappointing. If you feel that way, let me know, and that make me feel better knowing I'm not the only one out there that just doesn't look forward to it anymore. And I'm at I'm at, honestly at a point where I don't care if I watch Raw. I'll just go on the WWE Network or I'll go on the WWE.com and I'll just get a recap of what happened. And I don't like feeling like that. I want to tune in. I want to be excited. I want to have cliffhangers. I want to my attention to be kept for the whole time and to be excited about it again. Please. That's all I'm asking. Let's get excited about Raw. Do something to change it, whether it's cutting back two hours and getting away from the three or whether it's restructuring the product that you're delivering to us and the storylines that you're delivering to us on Monday nights, something has to change. All right, everybody, I think that's it. I think I've gotten everything out of my cranium that is bouncing around in there. I apologize if I got long-winded on some things, uh, but that's just the way things went today. I enjoy sitting in front of this microphone and talking to you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for hitting the play button, for supporting us. Tell your friends and family about us. It's appreciated more than words can possibly express. And remember, go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Chair to Cranium is chair, the number two. Cranium, Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. Also, go subscribe to our YouTube channel and go visit the website at cheershotstothecranium.com. I'll be back very soon with another episode. And don't forget about the watch-along episode that's going to take place between Addison and myself. It's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be really cool. I cannot wait to do it. We got another pay-per-view prediction coming up in December. This last prediction show, I don't know if you saw it on our social media page. We both went two and five. We tied, we we stunk it up this week. Two and five record, two wins, five losses. It still keeps me at a two match advantage over Addison going into the final pay-per-view prediction show, which will happen in December. Cannot wait to deliver that to you. As always, I thank you very, very sincerely and uh, cannot wait to hear from all of you. And I hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy Raw tonight the best you can. Enjoy AEW and NXT on Wednesday night and enjoy SmackDown on Friday night. As always, I thank you for taking another chair shot to the cranium.